brilliantly talented musician Prince always had his finger on the pulse of fashion. From what he wore, to the instruments he carried, to the hats, accessories, and shoes, glammed him up for that concert date, that music video, or those award shows. Prince worked with costume designers Laurie Marcuse and Kathy Robinson for a period from 2011 until his untimely death in 2016. According to Refinery29.com, the designing pair never met the purple one, and yet they were called to design and curate a look for Prince at a moment's notice. Robinson stated, We've learned so much working with him because the learning curve was huge. Being in tune as a designer takes creativity, innovation, and boldness beyond comparison. Custom made, if you want it, handcraft bags, and the best scenes from films. I saw some of that stitched leather goodness and fell in love. He's got the look. And I'm talking about Brooklyn's own, by way of Queens, Wilbur Pack Jr. Today, we meet and become inspired by the upcoming brand SK Wilbur and the music and movies that have inspired the talented designer Wilbur Pack Jr. I'm Val the Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes a pure Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Interludes Extra Presents Find Your Voice, a podcasting course for beginners. Learn more about the upcoming course and membership within our Interludes community on our website today. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val The Voice Johnson. Welcome to another edition of Interludes. I'm your host, Val the Voice Johnson, and I'm always excited when I meet new artists, designers, and this young man definitely fits that bill. He has a brand called SK Wilbur, and he'll tell you about everything else. I saw his bags and just fell in love and wanted him to share about his designing background. Everyone, welcome. Wilbur Pack Jr. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> He's in my second hometown of Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. I I grew up in Chicago on the South Side. What influenced me was uh Don Cornelius, Soul Train, um, Ebony Jet, all of that. When you were growing up, where did you grow up and what influenced you in designs? I grew up in Queens, um, mm -hmm. Laurelton, Queens, to be exact, if anybody mm -hmm. knows where that is. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, you know, very middle class there. There's nothing gritty, or there was nothing gritty about Laurelton when I was growing up. So <laughs> I, that, that whole narrative, not my narrative. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I'm really not, I'm not sure you know, how design and creativity seeped in, into my whole person mm -hmm. because no one in my family 
and see things that way. Nobody in my community, everybody's like, yeah, I'm a nurse. I'm going to school to be a doctor. I'm a lawyer. You know, I'm in law enforcement. Not not many people were, were in, enthralled by the magic of fashion the way I was. Um, but I do blame my parents, <laughs> even though they weren't in that world, you know, mm -hmm. They they instilled creativity. They they shared that with me. So we went to museums and we went to the theater and all of those things just took residence in my space, in my spirit. And I think that really is how that got started. Yeah. And I we did an earlier conversation and one of my favorite films when I was growing up was The Wiz. However, The Wiz on Broadway was something that I wish I had seen with the original cast with Stephanie Mills. And I know fashion is always a big deal on Broadway. Can you speak to Broadway and fashion? So The Wiz was mm -hmm. my very first Broadway show. My, wow. my parents took my brother and I when we were eight and five respectively to mm -hmm. to see the Wiz with Stephanie Mills. Ooh. And that was that was a big moment. That was a big moment. It was a defining moment because mm -hmm. there is nothing, 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 nothing uh. like <laughs> how many times? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like it. People who who have an aversion to to theater, I, I just don't get it because it is Still, to me, after all these years, that that happened when I was eight. I'm 55 now. It is still magic. It's still magic. And between the costumes and the singing and just the whole live experience, um, it it was it was everything. You know, it was everything. It really was. Mm -hmm. And um, it still is. It still is. Yeah. I, I recently saw an interview with one of my favorite uh, hip hop artists, Common, and he's now doing a show on Broadway as we speak. And I he said, that, <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm sitting here going, oh, my gosh, this is wonderful. He could, he could become an EGOT like Jennifer Hudson, who produced uh, a play that I want to come back and see in, on Broadway. This is exciting when something in our childhood and our parents are very nurturing of our creative side. Was there any any time when you did not feel nurtured as an artist? You, you know, uh, I, I can't say that there was any time that I did not feel nurtured. It's just that I was like the unicorn in the family because <laughs> I, I wrote stories and I had these magnificent visions <laughs> it was just i i think i think even to this day even in what i do now i think very cinematically about how i create and so it has to tell a story it right. needs to be a whole movie vibe it's just yeah. all of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh and so now uh, Wilbur, you're speaking to me as a filmmaker. You're speaking to me as someone that has followed uh, Black filmmakers, Black actors. I am I would watch a show if I knew someone of African-American descent or Hispanic descent was going to be starring in it. And I'm, I'm going back like in the mind of the love boat and 
Yeah. I know. <laughs> Vegas <laughs> Dynasty. I didn't start watching Dynasty to Diane Carroll showed up. I mean, it, it was a thing. I wanted to see representation matters. And when you mentioned cinema, uh, the cinema, what I saw was a couple of bags that took a scene from some of your favorite films. Can you talk about the bags that you have designed from some of your favorite filmmakers and scenes from your favorite films? So my most recent collection um, is called Scene. And Scene really is about Black representation, but not just Black representation in movies. It's just across the board like we want to be able to see ourselves and we want yeah. others to see ourselves to see us and we want to be seen mm -hmm. as three-dimensional human beings that's right and i think when we look at film when we look at movies that do that it's such an experience and it's it's cuts so close um and you you know it's it's there's nothing like it. And so my collection scene, I used black film to show the dimensionality of black lives and how we are so many different stories. It's not just, we're not monolithic. There's not just one thread. Like I said, I didn't grow up in a gritty atmosphere. I mean, I like boys in the hood, but I, I'm I'm not from the hood, <laughs> right? Exactly. And we have all those stories. All those stories are ours. And so I chose four different movies that told four very different stories that I thought were were really, um, you know, they were great. Uh, there were great themes involved. There was um, a great story. It was all black. Blackity, blackity, black, black. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> yes. And so I have one of the bags here, actually. And this bag is based My on favorite. Do the Right Thing. Mm -hmm. And this is radio, the famous scene with Radio Raheem, where he does that monologue about love and hate. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason I chose not necessarily the imagery because it's you know it's embroidered and then there's leather and it's all kinds of fabulosity going on there yes i, I did say fabulosity um <laughs> it's because when spike lee did that movie it it sort of broke open this whole idea to me about um black lives matter that like Spike Lee was doing Black Lives Matter before Black Lives Matter even became a thing. Right. And just the discussion on um, poli police brutality in the Black community and mm -hmm. how 33 years later, the, the story is still relevant. relevant. It's still happening. Yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, George Floyd, anybody? And mm -hmm. so um, it really is about, uh, I thought, Spike spoke truth to power, and we have to continue to do that. And so uh, it's one of my all-time favorite movies, I think. Yeah, and I also saw uh, Diana Ross. Um, I have that bag, too. <laughs> <laughs> With all of the her hands out, her hair is draping down her back. and Cast the I dating, baby. 
<laughs> and the word mahogany is on her on her in her in her dress and i i was just so happy to see someone like adana ross is early in my in my childhood to say oh okay she's someone that's in 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 fashion and of course my favorite my line from mahogany success means nothing without someone you love you can share it with Let me tell you something, and don't you ever forget it. Success is nothing without someone you love to share it with. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I would say that Mahogany probably was one of the early motivators for me mm -hmm. to um, mm -hmm. get into fashion. Yeah. And you don't know the kind of impression that something is making on you until you sort of look back on it and you're like, that was a moment. That was a moment. And Diana Ross mm -hmm. in that film was, you know, a designer. She was a model. It was all fabulous and glamorous and, and you know, just exciting. And, and that's what I was looking for when I decided to pursue um, fashion design. And and part of the reason was because of Miss Ross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that's uh, and Miss Ross, the boss, as she, as she was known that's right. for that's for, right. for a long time. I recently saw a documentary on Andre Leon Talley, and he is someone that I knew about through Oprah because she would always have him come on her show or in other fashion magazines and. I wanted you to speak to how Andre also helped inspire you in fashion. So, yes, it's so funny that you mentioned when he was on Oprah because mm -hmm. my my um, brush with Andre was first through the Oprah Winfrey show he was uh -huh. on, and um, of course it was a it was an audience dominated by women, and mm -hmm. so they had taken issue with this cover. Not a cover that Andre styled, by the way, but a, a, a cover that Andre um, defended. And it was a photograph of Karen Alexander, the great, beautiful, ebony, black queen, Karen Alexander, who was wearing a bikini bottom and a uh, blazer by Oscar de la Renta. And she was photographed on the beach. And they took issue with it because they thought it was not realistic. Let me tell you something. Fashion is not about realism, baby. Fashion is about fantasy. Fashion is about giving yourself permission to dream large and beautiful and exquisite clothing and an existence that many of us rarely get to know. And I think Andre pointed that out to this audience <laughs> of women who were like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it, it. It is what it is. And so that was my first brush with Andre. And I just thought, because he sat there like, I don't understand why you don't get it. And I just thought, mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. So Months later, uh, I was at my former job 
And we got word that Andre Leon Challey was coming in for an emergency. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, I saw him on Oprah. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and when he came through the door, I was just, I was just starstruck. I was awestruck. Number one, he was quite, an imposing figure because he was like six seven. Yeah, he's um, tall. He was tall. He was tall. Yeah. Yes, and he just walked in with authority, yeah. and I kept my cool. I did not fan out completely when he walked through the door, but I did, you know, walk up to him later on and I said, "I'm such a fan of yours," mm -hmm. and. You know, I saw you on Oprah. You know, I, I gave him all of that. You know, I, I laid the petals at his feet. <laughs> and so I think he was very flattered by that. He he felt um, appreciated and seen. And um, he ended up sending me autographed copies of Vogue magazine that day. <laughs> and so... I, I feel like that was one that was another one of those moments where I wasn't yet pursuing fashion, but I, I knew who he was and I knew some of the other players in the field. And I think that sort of sealed it for me. And yeah. so I would see him, you know, out and about many times throughout the years. And, you know, I always said hello and he always acknowledged me. You know, he was very polite in that respect. Um, and, you know, he he just was one of those people with an encyclopedic knowledge of fashion. And, you know, he had quite the history in fashion, you know, such a long career. And so, yes, that yeah. that's my Andre Leon Talley story. <laughs> And what you shared it with me before this, and I wanted you to, to share it with our audience because I know what barriers he broke in fashion yes. for people of color. So it was just important. And with that knowledge and with that inspiration, what catapulted, what catapulted you to go full time in designing handbags and other things that you do in fashion? You know, um, I've been at this for a long time. I've been I've been in this industry for 25 years, mm -hmm. and I love the the design part um, because that really feeds my soul. That is the exciting part. It's the business part that's a pain in the neck. <laughs> and so, my idea is that I've been blessed, and I've been called upon to do what I do. It's not just, oh, I love doing this. This is something that God poured into me, that this is part of my purpose. And so in the 25 years and trying to figure out how to use the gift and how to use it in a way that elevates and um, acknowledges and, um, you know, does the wonderful things that we needed to do. I have, have morphed a few times. And now with the bags, a portion of my sales are donated to organizations that are seeking to improve 
the lives of black people and BIPOC communities. So I feel like that's part of it, but I, you know, I feel like I'm not quite there yet. I'm, I'm still growing and still learning and still trying to figure out how to use my gifts to make a, a an impact, a positive impact. Yeah, and with me, I think about that. I always know that my podcast is to honor my mom. And that's what I initially was moved to do when starting interludes. And the word that comes to me is legacy. In fact, I'm on your IG page and I see a legacy <laughs> bag. And yes. it's in my favorite colors of purple. I see you like purple, girl. <laughs> <laughs> what would you want your legacy to be? Um, my legacy has to be that I made an improvement in the world, however slight it is or however large it is that, you know, it wasn't just about me making a lot of money, although I, I want to do that too, but I, I just need to know that when I leave this world that I left it trying to make um, a difference. Yeah, yeah. And that, I believe your bags do, and it's just great in the marketplace that representation matters. And I see us represented beautifully in your designs. If people wanted to find out more about your line, SK Wilbur, and other things that you do, where would they go? So SK Wilbur is um, a website. It's a destination website, baby. Um, you can go to www.skwilbur.com. And then um, I'm also on Instagram. I'm on Twitter still. <laughs> despite, <Not Mr. laughs> despite Elon, I'm still on Twitter. Um, and I'm on TikTok. You won't see me doing crazy dances, <laughs> but I'm on TikTok <laughs> and I'm on Facebook. You can find SK Wilbur, you know, and all on all those platforms. And then, of course, we we cannot finish this without me talking about my new backpack brand. Yes. And so, <laughs> um, there there is there is a thread through my work these days, and the thread is that. Um, I like comic book art. Like as a kid, I loved reading Marvel comic books. And it's one of those things that, you know, like I talked about The Wiz, it never left me. I still love comic books and mm -hmm. I love <clears throat> graffiti. I love pop art. Those are my things. And so wow. this backpack is um, comic book inspired and it talks about social justice and it, also has a QR code hang tag. You can scan it and it'll take you to the website, bebravebackpacks.com, where you can learn more about historical superheroes, social justice leaders like Dr. King, Fannie Lou Hamer, Bayard Rustin, um, Barbara Jordan, Ooh. Ruby Bridges. Yes, all of these wonderful black people that we don't learn about in school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and a portion of these sales revenue is uh, 
being donated to organizations that lift up Black people in education. So I'm very excited about this new endeavor. So you can you can see me all over the web. There's, you you should be able to bump into me. <laughs> it's skwilber.com and bebravebackpacks.com. And all of it has a cause-related um, initiative involved. Yeah. And of course, I, I give you love because you're in my my second hometown, Brooklyn. So that's how yes, that works. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur Pack Jr., thanks for joining me. That's me. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. See more of our conversation with Wilbur Pack Jr. on our Interludes YouTube channel. seen it it's the weekly chat with ep michael womble coach tony thompson and host val the voice johnson interludes extra presents talk on tuesdays join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music movies and sports every tuesday at 8 p.m central 9 p.m eastern live in our chat on our interludes youtube channel facebook group and now on pod tv on Roku. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Interludes Extra Presents Find Your Voice, a podcasting course for beginners, launching later this month. To sign up for the course and join our Interludes community of podcasters, please visit the website linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia to subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group. Visit the website linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media.